Welcome to the Neighboring Movement podcast, a podcast about the power and importance of neighboring. I'm your host, Adam Barlow-Thompson, and today I have my friend Lindsay here, and she's thrilled about it. She's so excited. And I'm thrilled, Adam. She's, she's so pumped. Lindsay, is, Lindsay Ford is the Associate Director of the Voter Network, a nonpartisan nonprofit organization dedicated to creating a culture of informed and enthusiastic Kansas voters, especially in communities that have been routinely undermined in the political process. Lindsay's done a whole bunch of stuff around uh, in the political world, including working in the mayor's office in Kansas City, Kansas, overseeing policy and project management. She also has held roles in corporate community relations and on a number of political campaigns at the state, local, and federal levels, including serving as Congressman Dennis Moore's campaign manager for his successful 2008 re-election bid, Lindsay believes that an empowered electorate creates responsive, transparent, and inclusive governments and is particularly interested in encouraging people to vote in local elections. So, Lindsay, Hi, here we are. Here we are. Thanks for joining me. Um, I want to start with a question that we start with often, and you and I meet a lot to talk about work because we actually have a pretty close partnership with Lindsay and her her organization. But I've never really we don't always get to talk about just other stuff besides work. So who are you? And you can't use your job as an answer. Hmm. Okay. My name is Lindsay. I'm a Kansan, born and bred, and um, I've moved all around the state. I'm also a mom to a Mm -hmm. five-year-old and um, a person who is really interested in um, power structures and how how people navigate them in their day-to-day lives or choose to not navigate them in their day-to-day lives. And um, I'm still answering this question with a lot of, uh, what do you call them? Roles? I'm telling you about the roles that I play and I'm I'm learning more about myself all the time regarding who I am without those roles. And so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's interesting. I mean, a lot of people, because I've been asking this question to people now Uh for a while and people often answer, that question by who they like their relationships around them define them. And like, it's, I think there's a common theme of its relationship to a place and to then a group of people. And so like you are following that kind of pattern of like, I'm a Kansan. I'm related to these people as parent, as friend, as yeah, that's, I think how we define ourselves. So good answer. Um, Cool. So you you are part of the Voter Network, which creates a bunch of tools for voting in Kansas. And the neighboring movement's been using one of those tools for the last several election cycles called Voter to Voter, which is a relational uh, peer-to-peer tool. It's, it's not like send mass text messages out right. or run the best Facebook ad. Um, so give us your explanation of the voter network and also then like why you, 
you chose this version of organizing? Yeah, voter to voter is our, it has been kind of our core program since we launched uh, really in 2018. The organization's been around for a while, but, um, and tied to another organization, an umbrella organization called the Mainstream Coalition up in Kansas City. Mm-hmm. But they really didn't start using their um, kind of nonpartisan arm, nonprofit arm until 2018. Um, and we started in this with this relational organizing program, voter to voter. We did build some tech around it. So like you called it a tool, sometimes I call it a tool, but it's also um, I'd call it first like a, a program or an effort mm-hmm. that we're encouraging people to use and uh, relational organizing is a kind of a fancy term for buzzword. asking, yeah, it's a buzzword, if you will, for asking people you know um, to do something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, mm-hmm. using your own networks to uh, kind of incite behavior change. So sometimes I call it relational voter turnout, just to be more specific, because mm-hmm. relational organizing is not a new concept, like the civil rights movement. Right. Uh, I'd argue was a relational organizing movement, but it's kind of uh, what's new these days is the way it's being used in like the political organizing space and a lot of the tools that are coming up around it. Um, and it's really sort of been made valid in this space. So we, uh, we ask teams of people and teams could be like you and your book club, but they could also be uh, like your church team or your neighborhood group, we ask teams of volunteers um, to each find maybe five or 10 people that you know in your own family or at your workplace and um, just make sure they go vote. Yeah, right. Yeah. And I mean, you you all have, I think, streamlined that in a way that I, so like before I met Lindsay, I did encourage people to vote, but only by taking a picture of my I voted sticker and Uh putting it on social media. And I'm sure that that made a huge difference, (laughs) (laughs) right? But since meeting you, I've now spent a ton of time, not only like texting people to ask them not just to vote, but to like make a plan and use, like you have a whole series of tools really that help or I guess, yeah, that help people make a plan to vote, including like knowing who's on your ballot, when those elections are, when the, where, where my, my voting place is and how, when are they open? And all of these questions that like, why is it so dang hard to know, to know these things? I don't want I don't want you to feel shame, Adam, for the I voted selfie. Yeah. Okay. Good. I um I think a lot of people uh, really want to show off show off the fact that they voted, and that's that can be powerful when you see people you know mm-hmm. voting. But there's some I think the behavioral science for moving someone to adopt a new behavior is really interesting. And I read something uh, recently uh, about how nearly 50% of voters will skip an election due to micro barriers, which is another kind of buzzy term, which is really just like 
uh, it's just like logistics shit. Like, yeah. Uh, I don't remember where I put my form or uh-huh. I moved last month and I forgot to re-register or like really straightforward stuff. But it, um, I, we think we should know how to vote and where to vote. Yeah. Um, and people don't want to, people don't like to do things that make them feel stupid. They don't like asking <laughs> questions that make them feel stupid. Right. And so, um, we've spent a lot of time researching, uh, like a process to help Right. Adopt a new behavior and voting is a new behavior for a lot of people or a lot of people will go vote, you know, in 2020. Yeah. Yeah, Record high turnout in Kansas. Crazy amounts of people voted. Yeah. It was like 70% of registered voters. But then if you come into a local election year where where like our school boards are on the ballot or our city Mm -hmm. council members, that number drops all the way down to like 20%. It's pretty rough. Yeah. Yeah. It's the behavioral science piece of this is fascinating to me. Mm-hmm. It's the same reason I don't work out. Yeah. Um, you know, like it's the same reason I don't like eat healthy. It's the same re- like it's all of the like there's something about us as humans where there's all these things that we know they're good for us. We should do yeah. them. And then we're just like, but I'm not going to. <laughs> yeah. You know, I um I could turn my computer around to show you, but your listeners wouldn't be able to see it. I have a compost bin sitting uh-huh. like within my eyesight that has been on my counter for a year and literally Adam, it has nothing in it. <laughs> I've never put a single piece of food waste in it because I'm just like, I'm kind of not sure what that next step is. Yeah. And you don't want to feel dumb. Right. And like, you know, there just takes just enough effort that it's right. like, nah, never mind. Right. Yeah. Like I probably could Google it. Yeah, you could. I haven't. Um, but I haven't like, do I need to get some worms when it's full? Do I just like dump it out by the shed? I'm just not sure. <laughs> oh man. And then like, you know, if you do it wrong with compost, it can get really gross. And I would argue with voting, if you do it wrong, it can feel pretty gross. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I, so I, it is fascinating. And so like, I think you guys are nailing a really, like yeah. you're taking an approach. And I mean, you're not the only ones doing this. Lots of people are figuring out like human behavior yeah. is predictable. It does have a pattern. And if we, if we help people in those places, then they actually will pull off and do things that we want them to like vote. So well, and I, that makes me want to say, cause I, I feel like I've put a lot of the onus on the voter, mm-hmm. but the systems are hard. Oh yeah. Like, like figuring out who to vote for in a local election is super tricky. Like there's not a lot of info out there about them. We all know local newspapers are going away. So there's not, there's not as much news out there. Right. Uh, Every county in the state of Kansas runs its elections a little differently. So there's no like central website to go look up who's on the ballot and what they stand for. And yeah, those micro barriers are systematic. They're not like you didn't create those people. Yeah. It's not fun. So here's the, here's the great news though. Like share a little bit of the data of the turnout when, when you are just, you know, the general turnout versus when you're in the voter to voter system. Yeah, we, um, we've seen really great results from this program and you and I have talked about this. Like sometimes it feels like it's taking a while to get to get to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, but, 
the quality is really stellar. And right. I think that's because we've really focused on relationships and um, being available to people when they have questions. And, and so it doesn't feel like you're, I mean, people could volunteer anywhere, right? Like uh, we want to make sure the experience feels thoughtful and effective. Like you're not wasting your time and um, it's also not super hard. And so I think that's been really valuable. We are now talking to um, probably more than 30,000 voters in the state. When I say mm-hmm. we, I mean, our volunteers are talking to their friends, 30,000 friends around the state. And those 30,000 are voting at a rate that's at least 20% higher than the average population. And that, so like last in 2020, when I said turnout was 71% statewide among the people we talked to, it was 91%, which is pretty stunning. That's huge. Yeah. It's huge. And I mean, it, and for like reference, like most of the other tactics in trying to get people to vote, like a, per, a percentage gain of like two or 3% people are pretty pumped about. So 20% is crazy high. Right. Right. Yeah. People are really pumped by like a 2% increase. You're right. And that's not just like, we got good voters to vote even better. Yes. Those numbers even apply to people who have never voted or what we call like a low propensity voter or someone who's pretty unlikely to go unless mm-hmm. a friend walks them there. Right. Yeah. So, and what was, give me, give me the stats for the 2021 election. What do you remember those off the top of your head? Last year? Yeah. Yeah. Statewide turnout was about 21% and voter to voter turnout was maybe 40 so I can't remember if it was like 40 or 45, somewhere right in there. Right. So doubled, we doubled turnout. So this is great. And I do love that the tool gives us an ability to look up low propensity voters over just like, like, you know, my brother-in-law who votes every election and that I've ever, you know, if there's anything out there, he's going to find it and vote in it. I'm not looking for him and all of the things I'm looking for these low propensity voters. So here's my question then, Lindsay, Mm -hmm. are you a creep? How did you find all these information about these people? Are you stalking people? Maybe (laughs) a little bit, maybe just a little bit. Um, but no, not really. The uh, your when you register to vote, that um, that's public record. So mm-hmm. when you when you go fill out that voter registration form, um, that goes to the Secretary of State's office uh, in each state, and then uh, anyone could go to your you could go to your county election office and buy a file with a list of registered voters, which sounds kind of wild, but. Um, Almost every candidate who runs for office will do that. Right. And they do that mostly um, so they can target their time and money. So if you say you're running for city council in Wichita and mm-hmm. um, it's hard to raise a lot of money in, for those seats. Like oh, yeah. You want to get a postcard out to everyone just so they know what your name is or put an ad on social media or something. Um, they're going to go buy the list of registered voters and then they're going to look and see who votes, who normally votes in a city election. And that's who they're going to talk to first. Right. So they're going to say like, oh, Adam votes every time. Like, I got to make sure he knows my name um, when he gets to the, when he gets to his polling location. And like, that's not bad. Like, that's exactly what anybody would do in that situation. 
And there's some consequences because of that. Right. It creates this really crappy loop where mm -hmm. if you don't vote, then you don't hear from people who are running for office and it just right. perpetuates itself over time for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so part of what you all are creating is a, a, a platform that allows us to um, like democratize that information and it gives, gives, I mean, sometimes people are like, it feels weird that I know this information about folks. And I'm like, the people, people already know it. <laughs> what we're trying to say is now everyone can know it in a way that actually um, can be really helpful. And like some of those elections, like you're talking about, like the, the city council type positions, you know, which the, my city council district, um, you know, I don't know the full population, but it's, it's like, it's like 50,000 people, I think. And I think uh -huh. 2000 people voted like 2000 yeah, well, people won yeah. the election. Yeah. Like that's a, that's a crazy low number. And so it doesn't take a significant amount of effort for, yeah. I mean, I mean, it does take a lot of effort to get those people to vote, but like you could make a difference is what I'm trying to say here in these right, elections. Right. right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it, in addition to like being able to go to your county election office and buy the data, mm -hmm. um, the two major political parties have all this data and databases. Um, and so like candidates or uh, Democratic Party operatives or Republican Party operatives will pay for those files. But again, you have to be like tied to a campaign or tied to a political party. Mm -hmm. um, it often costs a lot of money, but it's really powerful data. Um, yeah. And I like to think that we're uh, using it for good. In fact, I'm sure we're using it for good. But I also read a study the other day um, that said, like, people can, if you line up your friends in front of you, uh, people are pretty good at identifying where they fall, like on the political spectrum. Mm -hmm. but they're really bad at guessing how often they vote. Yeah. Or identifying how often they vote. Like, we just assume our friends are doing what we're doing. That's not true. And it's not, it's not true. So it yes, it's yeah. super helpful. That's one of my favorite things with this tool is when I've discovered like, you know, that really outspoken person on my social media. Uh -huh. And then I go in and it's like, they haven't voted in the last three elections. And I'm like, what? <laughs> How is this happening? And, and again, it's no shame in that person. It's probably uh -huh. because there's been some barrier that has made it not an accessible thing for them. And, and this tool gives us a way to do that. So, so here's what we are, are asking is we want people to participate in this. And so right now, voter to voters only in Kansas. So for our Kansas listeners, how do they get engaged in these tools? We, um, that tool is available at voter to voter.org. And the two is spelled out T O. Um, and uh, Adam has a, you have a couple of teams, don't you? I do. So, I will right? link the neighboring movement team. If you want to join the neighboring movement team, you can be a part of it. And we'll, if you, if you're on our team, we, we will be reaching out to you to like, you know, remind you of when like the deadline is to get registered and, you know, the, the, when the ballots are actually made official so that people can see who's on their ballot, like all that stuff, those dates constantly change and it's very confusing. So if you join my team, you'll be able to actually have a little guidance in that, which by the way, 
is just information I'm passing along from Lindsay, but so, so no, no, that's not really my information, but um, so yeah, you, those, that is a helpful way to do it. And so you can check us out um, in the link. We'll have Christopher put that in the discussion, in the description of the podcast. So anything else you want to promote as we, as we wrap up here? Um, we're working on some cool stuff this year. The, um, for the last couple of years, we have had um, available an online ballot guide. It doesn't, it doesn't show up uh, until about four weeks before an election, but uh, we call it KS Ballot. It's at mm-hmm. ksballot.org. And you put in your address and everyone who's running for office on your ballot will uh, pop up and you can uh, kind of zoom in on each of these candidates and we'll give you links to their social media pages and their LinkedIn profiles and a little bit of bio. We're also looking at maybe making that a year round tool. So you could put in your address and see all the people who represent you currently like at the federal level, but also down to the school board level. And um, I'm really excited about that, but we're also, I mean, the other kind of big thing we're working on is just building out what we can offer in terms of support for like an organization or partner in the state who wants to build out their own voter engagement plan. and it's not sure where to start, like voter to voter and this relational organizing, um, we think is the most impactful way to be, uh, to really engage new voters. But mm-hmm. there are other things your organization can do, like, like, can we provide you a template for your newsletter or um, right. do you have a text messaging platform? Like I was talking to a health clinic this morning that uses a text messaging platform with its patients to like send out reminders for appointments. Like maybe they could. Mm-hmm. They're thinking about using it to send out some information about voter registration, for example. Um, and we think that's really cool. Yeah. I have to great. tell you how cool I think it is because I'm also monotone. So I <laughs> have to emphasize that for you. <laughs> Lindsay is really hard on herself when it comes to public speaking. Every time I see you do this, you always are telling us how monotone you are. I think you would do a great job of advocating for voting so with some inflection yeah with with great inflection yeah um this is awesome so real quick because we do have several listeners who are not in the state of kansas and unfortunately won't be able to use these tools any advice for them um you know starting with uh talking to your friends about the stuff you care about. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's important. I mean, that's important on a lot of fronts, but if, uh, especially in this day and age where we're kind of running up against voter suppression laws uh, in a lot of different states, like just checking in on your friends and making sure they know how and where to vote and are comfortable with that. Um, yep. It, you may think all your friends already know what's going on and, and it's likely that they don't. So yeah, yeah. Say just make it a point, schedule it on your calendar and like you would anything else. And That's right. And I mean, I think the thing that I, I would add to that is like, it's stick with local over federal stuff. Like the local stuff is really more impactful and you won't get drug into federal political arguments that sometimes don't end up very helpful so well this is great Lindsay thank you for 
creating good stuff for the world and sharing it with us. And we will continue to be using these tools for a long time, at least the neighboring movement, and hope that if you're listening, that you will too. Um, and we, you can check out um, more from Lindsay either at the voternetwork.org, right? Mm-hmm. Or votertovoter.org. And then, as always, you can check out more from us at the neighboringmovement.org, where you can find lots of information um, and resources there. Thanks again to Christopher Swanson for editing the podcast, as always. And until next time, happy neighboring. Thank you.